The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Yes, March Madness is here. The boys from Notebook Wagering are going to try to crank out a quick podcast for you guys. We're going to hit some winners, some upsets, look look aheads on the first round. We're going to do the play-in game. I got J-Cam with me. I got Smitty with me. Quick intro, boys. What's going on? Not much. Very excited. It's finally here. Sunday, sitting there with the selection show, writing down my picks like I'm 16 years old in my parents' basement. Still have to do it. Love it. Been the finally got a chance to look at some brackets here. Got all the work stuff out of the way. Finally starting to see how many how bad of a bracket I can build here in the next day or two. Smitty, what's up? Yeah, um, you guys kept me posted. Uh, my two daughters were in a gymnastic meet, so I think that's the first time I've ever missed it live. And man, for many many years, um, taped it, uh, but had your input, so it was kind of neat to come back and watch it live, and then kind of take what you guys wrote and. Um, you know, I thought they did an okay job, a couple things, but um, yeah, let's get after it. I'm excited and let's uh, hopefully help some people out on their uh, bracket if they need some assistance here. So let's get yeah, after we're gonna it. Find, we're going to find you guys some winners. Uh, just so you know, Kaminsky lost to his uh, daughter last year or his son last year in his own poll and Smitty lost to his daughter. So we're going to be better than that this year. They're going to kick some two, ass. Two years in a row. Two years oh. in a row. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to raise your geniuses, Matt. I don't know what the problem is. All right. We're going to give a quick shout out to, we're going to join Carl Jick Jack Johnson tomorrow night on his podcast, One More. Uh, we're going to break down the South bracket for him and some of his guys down at the Beau Rivage. So tune into that. Without further ado, boys, let's kick off 2022 bracket road to New Orleans. Uh, let's, let's hit the playing games real quick. Uh, from Dayton on Tuesday and Wednesday, Texas Southern, Texas A&M, Corpus Christi. I actually am not going to touch this game. I don't know anything about either of these two teams. I did hear Matt Humans on Yacht or on Vison say he really likes Texas A&M, Corpus Christi, though. Yeah, that kind of surprised me. I actually like Texas Southern. I think that's a real good defensive team. Uh, Corpus Christi is good about forcing turnovers. Um, I'll hit the boards a little bit. I think Southern's just Texas Southern's just a little more complete team. They they're the ones that play the crazy schedule um, from November and December. They don't play their first home game until I think it was January eighth this year. Played a bunch of really good P six teams. Um, started off playing competitively, got beat up pretty good at the end of that schedule, but then beat Florida in Florida. So I like Texas Southern. They came on late in this league. Um, beat Alcorn after Alcorn beat them twice to uh, get here. So uh, give me the Tigers. Yeah, I agree. I would jump on Texas Southern here. Uh, like Jason said, I think that the, you know, just the teams that have played, they play really competitive at the beginning of the year, some really good teams. So I would take a chance, probably won't do anything on this. I have a draft tomorrow night, so I'll probably just have it on and uh, be doing my draft, but I would take Texas Southern. Second playing game from Dayton, 12 seeds, Wyoming, five and eight versus Indiana 20 and 13 people in Indiana got the shaft they should be switched 
Michigan Wacker, and I don't like this spot. I'm probably going to play Indiana money on this one tomorrow. You're going to go get your Cowboys. Reverse jinx in there. You never know. I think this is going to be a really close one. I'm, I hope if you haven't seen Wyoming this year, watch them play. They're fun. Uh, the Mount West has been an absolute war out there, and Wyoming's been in the middle of it. Um, you know, it's a good defensive team. They don't force a lot of turnovers, but everything else are real solid. Um, we'll see how Indiana's offense can step up against a pretty good defense. Everybody from Mount West plays defense. And uh, you got the good point guard. You got the good big guy with Wyoming. To give me the Cowboys. I want something to root for. I'll root against the Big Ten here in Indiana. Yeah, Indiana played well over the, the weekend for me. I had them uh, two straight days and some teasers, and they played really well. And, you know, they had Iowa on the ropes um, the other day and then just could not uh, finish the job there. You know, I like Wyoming, too. I'm so happy that they got in. Like you guys said, the guard play is really good. The big guy underneath is very talented. I think it's going to be a tough game, but I, I would lean the Hoosiers in this game. I'm do the win. They play in uh, 16 seeds, Bryant versus Wright State. Oh, for under one, laying three and a half. Another no play for me. I, I do know this is going to be points goal team in the country, if I'm correct. And I think they're going to dump it in. Probably now the most hated player in the tournament right now. So it should be good. I'll yeah, so I – Brian definitely uh, came on the national scene there with uh, a pretty uh, crazy game to win their league. The NEC had the raucous gym. We'll obviously have that in the tournament here. Um, doing push-ups after dunks and everything else. They they clearly would like to play the heel. I was hoping they would match up against Duke because Coach K would just absolutely lost his mind against this team. Um, you look at the matchup though, really even actually with Wright State. Um, you know, right? What's called the Horizon is usually not a league this far down. Um, so you usually have some pretty good players. I want to root for Bryant. I actually think Wright State's a better basketball team. I will actually take them here. Uh, I'm not sure what they're laying. I think it's about uh, two points. I will lay the points here with the Wright State Raiders. Um, I don't think the home court advantage, by the way, is going to be any advantage at all. Horizon League just doesn't draw uh, anybody to their games. I doubt anyone's going to get on a date and watch Wright State play. Should be an entertaining game. I really like Wright State. I think they're a pretty good team. Um, Tanner Holden uh, averages about 19 points a game. Like you guys said, Peter Kiss puts on a show, man, 25 points. Um, and like Matt said, I'm shocked he hasn't been punched in the face a couple of times with some of his antics in some of these games. But this should be, a, I think, an entertaining game. Maybe look at the over in this one. But I like Wright State in this to uh, win the game. I think they play better competition. I think they win. Absolutely. The seed playing game. Uh, Notre Dame plays Rutgers over under 132. Rutgers is getting one point. It's not the rack, but I'm going to lean Rutgers here. Take down a hitted ACC squad of Notre Dame who got bounced early ACC tournament. Give me the Scarlet Knights. Yeah, Scarlet Knights play defense, and they're a tough matchup because their guards are huge. Um, you know, they don't get much production out of their front court from scoring. They do play decent defense, though. Um, Notre Dame, a little more offensive-minded. Um, they have some decent defensive metrics, but they're not real good at defending shots, not real good at forcing turnovers, as it shows they're not really athletic. Um, you know, Rutgers has played big teams, big games really well all year. They're a senior-laden bunch. This, it feels like Geo Baker has been there for about eight years now, same with Ron Harper, Jr. 
give me give me the Big Ten in this case. Give me the Rutgers, the whole nation, and see how they just kind of grind people to death uh, winning a close one here. Yeah, I'm, I'm on board with you guys. I like I like Rutgers in this. I'm, and that's another team I'm really happy that they got in, had some big wins this year. So Notre Dame, again, I listened to a show today, and they just said, if you look at their resume, really, what have they done to get into this game? Uh, they did, I think, beat Kentucky, and they said that was the one that just – that one game got them in. Um, so I agree with you guys. I think Harper's tough down low. I think Rutgers will, this will be a tough game, but I think Rutgers will pull it out. All right. And then we get into Thursday and make it official. And I will be at the Cosmopolitan Sportsbook in Las Vegas, having some Bloody Marys and getting ready for the tip off. 12 15, first game out of the gate. Number 11, Michigan versus six, Colorado State, over under 139 and a half. Colorado State's getting two and a half. I hate to say it. I'm going to probably jinx it, but give me, give me big blue. And I think a lot of people are angry at him. I think a lot of people are going to be mad even watching this game. But I also think Colorado State got a great seed in the six. I think they should be the nine instead of Boise. And I think it should be flipped. Give me Michigan, though. I'll lay the, I laid the two already. Man, I, I you know what? Michigan just is like such an enigma this year. And I think it's just due to the guard play. You know, um, they just really don't have a score from that position. Uh, Brooks is a nice player. He's been there forever. Um, the point guard they have playing this year just not didn't do quite the job coming in as a transfer that Mike Smith did coming in from Harvard last year. Um, you know, if they get the big guy involved, Dickinson, you know, Colorado State's not real big up front. They're wide, but they're not real tall. Um, and you got the the freshman, I can't name, eludes me right now, also can contribute up there from Michigan. Uh, but I did, I give the backcourt advantage to Colorado State. This team was really good last year. Uh, they were really good again this year. Like I said, they're battle-tested. I think the Mountain West was a really good league. Uh, I'm actually going to take the Rams here. Uh, you know, Michigan, did, you know, didn't deserve to be an 11 or didn't deserve not to have to play the play-in. So maybe they get kicked out here by the basketball gods. Yeah, I'm with you. I'm, I'm taking Colorado State. And I, I think this might be just – I didn't think Michigan deserved to be in the tournament at all. So I don't know if I'm just doing this because I'm just not happy with them getting into this. Um, you know, they're sneaky good, though. I mean, the big guy, Nickerson, underneath is very talented. Um, they got – you know, some of their guards can show up. I think Michigan could get this one. But I'm taking – I don't know if I'll really bet this game, but I would take Colorado State in the points, but I have Colorado State moving on in the bracket. All right. Thursday, tip, 1240. 13-seed South Dakota State, the Jackrabbits, versus number four-seed Providence Friars, over under 149.5. Providence is laying two. Literally, this is the biggest public dog getting bet they're being hammered everybody's hammering south dakota state which is usually a telltale sign go the other way all the public's on it i hear more people more people more people get on the jackrabbits this is the time providence had the ken palm luckiest average jackrabbits love to chuck up the threes if those threes are going in it's going to be a long day for the friars i'm on the i'm on the jackrabbits i'm with the public this year so Ken Palm luck is an interesting stat because when Penn State was decent a couple of years ago, they were one of the unluckiest teams in the nation. So in my mind, what luck really translates to is coaching. And Ed Cooley's an excellent coach. Um, I don't understand why the metrics don't like Providence that much. The defense is actually pretty good. It's not great, but you know it's still pretty good. They don't force a lot of turnovers, but they're, they're solid everywhere else. 
you watch them play on offense. They got a big guy they can get the ball inside too. They've got good guards. They've got senior guards. You know, it's the sixth oldest team in the country. Seniors win games in March. I like the Jackrabbits. I love watching them play. I think the Friars get them here, though. I'm going to go against everybody. This is not the Cinderella that I'm going to pick. I'm going to go with the Friars. Well, I like Matt said, though, I kind of wanted not everyone jumping on this game because I love, I love this team, and I've talked about this team on the show. And now, like Matt said, everyone is on them. What can you do? I'm sticking with it, though. This team's won 21 in a row. They average 86 points a game. They shoot about 45% beyond the arc. Two guys are averaging 16 points. You know, I think Providence is a nice team. I really do. I love the coach. I just think, like Matt said, the Jackrabbits get on board. I think they're going to pull the upset. I'm sticking with my team. Toledo didn't get in, so this is my other team. So it'll, uh, it'll be interesting to see how San Diego South Dakota State gets tempo going up and down. They want to run. Providence does not want to run. They press to slow you down too. So if the Jackrabbits can get the game going, playground speed, they can win it. I I think just a quick tipping point. I think every Providence has to be on complete upsert alert, upsert alert watch, simply because the line is minus two. I mean a. Uh, 13 versus four should never be minus two. So something here is uh, awry and I'm going to, I'm going to ride the dog. All right, let's go Thursday. 145 tip number nine, Memphis versus number eight, Boise state over under 133. And Boise is getting two and a half. I think Boise is severely underseeded. I think they should be the six out of that conference instead of Colorado state. Everybody sees Memphis and they see the hype. They know the brand and Penny's there. And I don't think he's a very good coach. Now they have the Supreme athletes, but Boise state is literally going to pull a Mike Tyson and punch these guys in the teeth and see how they react. They, they physically might punch them in the teeth. I think Boise hangs and I think Boise wins maybe on a buzzer beater. I'm riding with the Broncos. Yes. Yeah, so I'm looking at the stats here and yeah, Memphis has definitely played well. Um, if you look at their stats since February, they've clearly clicked. But again, some of that schedule too, though, because the AAC schedule softened for them a good bit. Um, they look like the undisciplined team that we're all expecting against Houston late in that game on Sunday. That was a big spot for them. They'd beaten them twice this year, and then they just kind of fell apart in the second half. And I mean, they, they got the game down to six, and then they started throwing elbows and all kind of stuff, and uh, it got really got away from them. Boise is just a perfect kind of upset team, right? They play really good defense. They grind you on offense. The biggest issue for them is if can they get points. If, they, if Memphis's defense comes to play and Boise's offense just can't generate anything, Memphis is going to win this pretty handily. But I think Boise wins this game like six and a half times out of ten um, by just being more solid and more fundamental than Memphis. I like the Broncos here. They were the Mountain West champions just by that formula, and I think it will get them good here. Yeah, I'm on board with you guys, too. I'm not going to take too much time here. I, I love Boise State here. You know, Penny, I bashed Penny for a lot of times on the show. But Penny, I will give credit. They kind of got better. The one guy kind of left the team, and they seemed like they got better when he left. And maybe, and Penny kind of gets hot here around this March time. So good for him, I guess, as a coach, if you want to bash him and say he's not that good. But I like Boise State. I think Boise State's defense is going to be really tough, like Matt, like both you guys said. I think they'll be in their face. They might frustrate him a little bit. 
Offense, I, again, can sometimes not be the greatest. Point guard's really good for Boise State. I think it's a close game, but I'm taking Boise State, um, the spread, and I have them. Well, I have them winning the game outright, so um, move them on. Listeners, look, just real quick tipping point. Look at the under. I believe it started at 136 and a half. It's down to 133. All right, Thursday, 2 o'clock tip. 16 seed Norfolk State plays number one, the Baylor Bears, down in Fort Worth, basically a home game. Over under 137 and a half. Baylor's laying 21. No play for me. I don't like any of the one seeds playing the 16s. It gets to be chaotic. You might want to look first half so they can blow them out get up by 11 or 10, cover that, and then just move on. They coast through it. No play for me. What do you guys have? I actually like Norfolk State. They were actually a really good team this year. Um, at the top of the league, I won, I won their conference future. Um, it was basically even money. They got by in the semifinal, got a little threatened, and just absolutely obliterated uh, Alcorn. Um, not Alcorn. Um, they won their final pretty big in the MEAC. That's Coppin State. Um, Coppin State. Coppin State. Yeah, Coppin State was kind of the Cinderella trying to come in with nine wins. Um, I make this game to be about fourteen or fifteen. Uh, it's probably a no play as well, and it might be a situation where I make a live play once the game's going because I'm getting twenty-one points here with Baylor. You know, Baylor's really good, but the, you know their offense can be pretty stagnant at times. Um, Norfolk plays pretty good defense, but it's still, it's a small school. It's, you know, they're kind of overmatched in this one. I, it's just one of those situations I think that if they get down a little early, but they're like they're playing, I might grab them with a big line, but 21 might be enough. I'll, we'll see what happens here, but uh, they're definitely going to be feisty. This is, this is a pretty good group of 16 seeds from a spread perspective. I don't expect any upsets, but they'll at least keep it close. Yeah. You know, I, I was listening to a show last night. I think, I think it was Vincent, And they said like the days of the number one seed playing the 16 and having like a 30, 34 point spread is kind of gone. It's not around anymore. So I think that's a good point. What Jason just said there, I, you know, I, I agree with Matt, probably it's a no play for me. I, I Baylor move them on in my bracket. I think Jason made a great point with maybe a lot first half. If you like Norfolk state, maybe jump on them first half and Baylor comes out a little sleepwalking a little bit and you can win that first half. I'm not extremely high on Baylor. I think they're an okay team. I was a little, you know, I don't even know if they deserved the number one. I mean, maybe I'm crazy and some people think they deserved it, but I'm not sure, but they'll win the game. No play for me, but maybe a first half look. All right, Thursday, 2.45 tip. Number 14 seed, the Longwood Lancers. Face the, one of the hottest teams coming in, the Tennessee Volunteers, three seed, over under 132, and Tennessee is laying 17. Now, a lot of people don't even know who Longwood is. They didn't know who their mascot is. This team loves to get up and go, averages 75 points a game. Tennessee, I believe, averages 73 points a game. So we have a total of 132. Look the over. I actually think Longwood might catch these guys off guard coming out of the gates. This is a team that's hyped up to be here. I think they're going to probably cover the first half, and then I think Tennessee will regroup and then end up trouncing them. I don't know if they're going to cover the number, but take a look at Longwood and take a look at the over. This is going to be a surprising little squad that people are going to get. They're going to like, and people are going to root for when this game kicks off. Yeah, it is interesting because you got to think Tennessee is going to be a little flat after playing a bunch of good games here in the SEC tournament. Obviously, a really good effort against Kentucky, and then they just pummeled Arkansas on Sunday. Um, I think that was with their third game in three days. 
Um, it, it looks like Longwood, just you look at the stats, they actually match up fairly well with Tennessee. Like, they're, they force turnovers. Tennessee's not really great with the ball. And Tennessee likes to live on the offensive boards. It looks like Longwood holds their own for a smaller team. Um, so, yeah, I can see that being a competitive game. I think I make it somewhere between 17 uh, points here. And I think they're getting more than that. So, you know, they could be live. You got to wonder how many great games Tennessee can string in a row here without kind of having a stinker. Um, so I think I would take uh, Longwood with the 17. Yeah, a couple of people I think I work with went there. Uh, to Longwood. So they're, they're very excited uh, going into this. I know I talked to the one and was very pumped up. I think first time, first trip ever. So one eight in a row, 15 to one in the big South, man, they put a whipping on Winthrop because I had a ticket on Winthrop to win that conference. And that just was not close. I agree with you, Matt. I think that's a great point, Matt. I love the over. Um, it's a little surprising opened at 135 down to 132, but with those numbers, why not? I'd probably take the over in that myself. Might look at that. Uh, I kind of like Longwood, I think, too. Um, this, I think this is a great first half look. Like Jason said, maybe a lot of action played Sunday late, you know, um, action on Sunday afternoon. Now they got to come back and um, maybe Longwood catches them a little bit in the first half. So I would probably lean the first half Longwood or the game Longwood, but Tennessee moves on in the bracket. All right, Thursday, 310 tip on True TV. The number 12 seed, Richmond Spiders, facing off the hottest team coming in. Number five, Iowa Hawkeyes up in Buffalo. Over under 150 and a half. Iowa is laying 10 and a half. Now, Richmond stole a bid. I'm not really sure how tough they are, but hey, give them credit. They made it. Iowa is just scorching right now. I don't see any problems here. I don't see any bumps in the road. I think the over-under is probably a little too high. Guys are going to be nervous getting out of the gate, but I think Iowa covers the 10 and a half here. So give me the Hawkeyes. Yeah, it's funny. If you look at the Ken Palm for the full year, this was like an eight-point game. But if you look at since February 1st, it's over. Uh, it's a 16-point game. Uh, Iowa's been that good since February. They've really turned it on. I, the only thing I think here, Richmond's a real solid team. They don't beat themselves. Uh, they play slow. They play a little bit like, you know, um, we call it Princeton ball here where they're going to spread the floor and be patient. Iowa's defense isn't going to shut anybody down. They're pretty long, but there's no really good defenders individually in that group. Um, you know, that's another, I could see Richmond hanging around definitely in the first half, but I think overall, I think Iowa will cover the 10, uh, just too much offensive firepower. Well, these are the two, te two teams that when we were sending the brackets to each other, I said, I'd take Iowa to win the big 10. And I said, I'd take Richmond to win the Atlantic 10. And of course I did nothing on it and they both won. So I'm the big dummy. Um, this is probably a no play for me. I think, I mean, I'm a little surprised the over it start over under 154 and a half down to 151. So it's dropped a little bit. I don't know. I, I think, I think I was just, I think they're going to be too much for him. I'd probably play Iowa, but it's probably a no play, but I'd probably take, take the minus 10 and a half, but Iowa wins the game and they move on. All right. Thursday, 415 TNT number 16, Georgia state goes up against the number one seed overall, the Gonzaga Bulldogs. This game's up in Portland. Zags should have a big crowd over under 149 and a half. And they are laying 23 and a half. We talked all show Georgia state was the best 16 seed out there numbers wise. So they kind of got shafted. And they have to travel all the way up there. 
I think the Zags are going to roll them. It's probably a no play for me. I don't like the number. It's too much. I don't like the over under. Uh, I'll, I'll stay off it, but I don't think, I think the Zags coast through easy W. Give me the Panthers plus 23 and a half. I like it. Um, I think it's a, it's a team that should have won their league. Um, they were injured, so their metrics don't look really great. So I think they're getting more points than they probably should. They kind of rallied once everybody got healthy and uh, rolled through the conference at the end of the year and then won their tournament, obviously. Um, I think it's a pretty senior-laden group, if I remember right, too. So, you know, give me 23-and-a-half against Gonzaga. Gonzaga's scary as heck because, you know, once they get rolling, they just blow everybody out. Um, but you just got to wonder, like I said, maybe you know, a little complacent because you do have the home crowd. Like everything's going their way this year, right? They got the basically the home court advantage up in the Northwest, which is pretty unlikely usually with the tournament sites. Um, it's a good team. But Georgia State, I mean, they they can play a little, they force turnovers, which they, I don't know if that's really going to be the case here against Gonzaga, though, who doesn't really turn it over at all. Um, some of the metrics, though, just a little bit jaded. I, I like them with the 23 and a half, but it is a little scary because Gonzaga can go nuclear and just kill everybody. So give me the Panthers. Something to root for. Yeah, I'm a little upset that I didn't jump on this earlier because it was at 27 and it's gone down to 23. I love the 27. I, I just that's that would have been a great line to jump on. And, you know, we, I missed it. So I, I kind of, man, this is tough to 23 because I could see them because a lot of injuries at the beginning, they're playing really well right now. But like you said, with the Zags, man, if they get going, they could really blow, blow you out big time. I, this, this would be a, a probably a, a teaser play for me. I'm probably going to jump on and take Georgia state and get up take the five back up and take it up to about 27, 28 points and um, match it up with someone and hopefully uh, they compete or this could be another first half. Could the Zag, you know, sometimes this year I've played teams that play the Zags in the first half and I've done okay. So could they come out and maybe be a little, you know, maybe a little sleepwalking again. So maybe not a bad theme maybe to take, if you're going to, you want to do these first halves against these, these dogs, if you really enjoy the underdogs. Yeah, so look at the front court. They've got some size. They've got a 6'10 guy to start. They got a 6'8 power forward. They got a 6'7, 230 guy off the bench. So that's something usually these 16 seeds don't have is that kind of size up front. You know, Gonzaga is huge across all five positions, but you know, this might be enough to, to get by with the 23 and a half, especially to start at 27. So you know sharps have been hitting that and they agree that the Panthers probably, you know, a pretty worthy 16 here. I mean, good luck sweating that out at the South Point over, over Miller Lights. <laughs> Little South Points. Little South Point. Yep. All right. Thursday, 4:30. One of the marquee matchups, the eight versus nine. Number nine or nine seed Marquette plays number eight North Carolina over under 152. And Carolina's laying three. This is down in Fort Worth. So really no home team here. Uh, the numbers break down to actually it should be about 151. So they're the sharps are right on here. I don't have a play yet. Uh, I'm gonna dig into it. I really want to see Marquette has a really excellent overall player, but I want to see the uh, Carolina's defensive matrix against him. I think they have one guy who can probably break him down pretty good. So I'd lean North Carolina out of the game. I think I like the over here. Um, yeah, but neither one of these teams is afraid of tempo. Um, so I think which call it makes it is what the line is trying to find it right there, but somewhere close to 150, 152, I think. Um, yeah, 152. Yeah, yeah. 
So North Carolina has no problem going up and down. They're not the best defensive outfit in the world. Uh, Marquette is a pretty good defensive team, but they like to push tempo. I think that's that you're going to get a game that goes both ways. I think the over is probably the best play here. Um, close game otherwise. I like Shaka Smart in March when he's actually playing Shaka ball and not when he's coaching Texas. <laughs> um, this is Hubert Davis's first go-round, really, in March as the head guy. Um, it's a Carolina team. It's been kind of Jekyll and Hyde here. They look like they were finally figuring it out after they blew out Duke. Uh and uh, Coach K's farewell, and then they really didn't look that great in the ACC tournament. So, uh, you know, give me Marquette here, but I really like the over, probably the best out of everything. Yeah, I think it's a tough one on the on the line here. I, I have UNC winning the game. I think it will be close. I don't mind that overplay. I'd probably, again, if you said you got to take a line, I'd probably take North Carolina minus three, but I not not one of my favorite favorite plays of the first round. All right, Thursday, 6.50 on TNT. The number 12 New Mexico State Aggies playing the number five Yukon Huskies. This is in Buffalo. Yukon may get a little home crowd there. Over, under 135 and a half, and Yukon is laying seven. I'm against the norm here. I'm against basically 90% of the country. It's, it's nothing more than a gut play. There's going to be one or two upsets. I like the Aggies. I like their defense. I actually think the unders in play here. I think they're going to slow it down, keep all the athletes of UConn uh, at a snail's pace. Give me, give me the Aggies mine or plus the seven, and I'm probably going to sprinkle a little on the money line this time. Yeah, I I completely agree. Um, I'm not a Big East fan this year. I don't think any of these teams like are really good, especially like Villanova probably is, but I'm a little bit of a hater there because I just think sometimes the way they play on offense gets a little stagnant when they get against really good athletic teams because they really don't can't break people down off the dribble and they kind of just, you know, everybody sits around the three-point arc and tries to place three-pointers whenever they play a good defensive team. UConn, this has not impressed me this year. I, I see the big guys, see the athlete, I see Hurley. They've played good against other Big East teams, but, you know, they don't really have a great score. Um, I just – I think it's a really vulnerable team, and I think if they get behind, um, they're going to be in a bit of trouble. New Mexico State, this has been a good team for a couple seasons now. Um, I just think that this is a nice matchup for them where I don't think they're out-athleted too much. I mean, they're a little bit on the size side. They're going to have some problems, but they got some size of their own. Um yeah, I, giving New Mexico State the money line and the points, I like it. A little higher on UConn. I kind of like UConn. I think this game, I think this game's going to be ugly. And if you look at the points or the the over under right now, it's kind of it's going to show that it's going to be a really tough um, defensive game here. I think this game is close. I think New Mexico State does have some talent. I think this game will be a nail biter. I think UConn at the end kind of pulls away. Probably a no play on the line, but if you had to, I'd probably take UConn, but UConn wins and they move on. All right, Thursday, 7-10 on CBS. Number 15, St. Peter's, the Peacocks, go up against the number two seed, Kentucky Wildcats. This should be actually a cakewalk for Kentucky. They'll get the big blue crowd up there in Indy. Over under 132, Kentucky's laying 17 and a half. I'm not going to touch this yet. Just advance Kentucky in your bracket. Grab a beer around 7, 10 p.m., maybe a snack, get ready for the late games. This is just a quick play for me. Now, this is, this is the game where you settle in that always is like when it comes back 
from dinner. And for some reason, that that team, that that big load, that high seed, some always hang around, and you're like, "Whoa, is this the game that's like everybody's gonna become like the fan of the school?" Right? St. Peter's has that right profile. You you don't even really know where it's at. You know, you know it's somewhere in the Northeast. They have the cool <laughs> nickname, but uh, yeah, no, they're overmatched here. The only thing with Kentucky is they they did not look good in the SEC tournament at all. Um, and they, you know, people are getting healthier for them, but they're not really kind of clicking right now. Um, I like them a lot, but they need to kind of find it because Tennessee just completely destroyed them on Saturday. Like Kentucky had no answers to get themselves back into that game. Really. Um, they made a little run in the second half, but then Tennessee pulled away again. Um, won't be a problem here, but it is something to see if Kentucky can kind of blow them out to kind of get themselves back into a, a situation where they can get to a final four. I love Kentucky. Kentucky is one of my favorite teams in this tournament. Thing with me with the spread here, though, I, I don't really like when it's a low total and then a high spread for a team. I don't like that. I probably won't play that at all. I'll just root on uh, Kentucky because I have them pretty far in my bracket. So uh, advanced Kentucky probably right now, that'd be a no play for me. Probably would take, I mean, I'd probably take St. Peter's plus the points. Smitty, great point on the low total and the big spread. I got a, I got a game coming up. We're going to hit that. All right, Thursday, 727 tip. Another big matchup, in my opinion. I think this is a great game on paper. Number nine, Creighton Blue Jays versus number eight, San Diego State Aztecs. Over under 120, and San Diego State is laying two and a half. Absolute rock fight coming up. Who can shoot 35% or better is going to win this? Who doesn't get? A couple of flagrant fouls on them is probably going to win this. The problem is I actually like Creighton, but there's one caveat to that. They are a true jump shooting team. And if San Diego State locks them down and you see these guys cold out of the gate, they might get job bad. But I'm leaning Creighton in this one. Take Creighton, on, in my opinion, on the money line. A little bit of an upset here, nine over the eight. I agree. I don't think this is going to be a very entertaining game at all, unless you really like defenses and uh, and boxing out <laughs> and rebounds bad. Uh, I, you know what? I would like Creighton in this spot if Nebhard was healthy. I don't think he's going for this game. Um, the freshman point guard for Creighton, he kind of makes their offense go. Um, I think that plays in the San Diego State's hands. This is the kind of game that they always play. I, obviously, Creighton plays this game, too. It was, what, 1918 at halftime, the beach final um, with Villanova the other night. Um, I think San Diego State's is the bigger, badder version of Creighton at this point without mm-hmm. Nemhard. And uh, I think this will be really ugly. This could this could be a game in the 50s and 40s. Uh, give me the Aztecs. A lot of defensive slides are going to happen in this one. <laughs> a lot of help. Taking the charge back to old school basketball. We I like San Diego State. I'm very high on them. I wish they wouldn't be in the second round in my bracket against Kansas. Um, I like San Diego State in this. I think they're a really good team defensively. This game is going to be ugly, but I, I like San Diego State, the minus the two, or just do money line and advance them in your bracket. All right. Thursday tip, 9-10 on TNT. The 13 seed Vermont Catamounts. Hot team. Hot team. The public loves them. Versus number four, the Arkansas Woo Pink Suey coming out. Over under 139 and a half. Arkansas is laying five. We talked so much about the Catamounts off, off the show. Everybody loves them, except this is the one matchup I personally do not love them in. I actually have no problem laying four or five with Arkansas in this game. I think they win. 
I think Vermont does hang with them. I, I think we're going to see a great game and some good points. This is going to be a sweat, but don't be afraid to, to, to play Arkansas here. Yeah, I'm just in agreement. I like Vermont first half. You know, I think that they're going to be in it then. Arkansas come, tends to come out slow on these games almost all the time. They're a much better second-half team. Vermont can score. I just you know the way they win in their league, they go inside a lot. They kind of have better front-court players, and in, um, the guards are good. But, you know, they're not SEC good. Their front guys aren't SEC guys. I think they're really going to have a problem with a really good defensive team in Arkansas. Um, they might be able to fool them in the first half enough to keep it close, but I think that eventually will, they'll pull away. They'll be feisty, but I think they'll melt down in the second half. I think Arkansas will definitely cover that spread. Yeah, I've been talking about Vermont for many weeks here, but the more I kind of looked in this too, I kind of – the boys were talking about this when the bracket show came out. I just – I – can't take them. I took Arkansas on my bracket. I, this is probably, if I would do anything in this, just because I do like this Vermont team, maybe a teaser play. But other than that, I, I think Arkansas will wear them down as the game goes on. I think it's a close game, but I think Arkansas is just too talented. Yeah. Would have loved I think Vermont against a bad Big Ten defense. Would have loved yeah. them in that spot. Don't like them here. Yeah, we hate the matchup, love the team. And and uh, next game, tip 940 on CBS, another matchup that I absolutely hate for viewing purposes. I wish they had different draws. Number 10, San Francisco versus number seven, Murray State. The Racers coming in super hot, only two losses on the year. Over under 137, Murray State's laying one and a half. The line originally started, San Fran laying the point and a half. That immediately flipped. Everybody banged Murray State. And rightly so. I think the racers cover. I think they cover the one and a half. I actually think this game will go over. I think this is going to be one of the fun games to watch to close out the first night here. Oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, San Francisco is a good basketball team. You know, we, we talked about them, I think, in the very first basketball show we did with uh, Greg Peterson, whether they were for real or not. He wasn't sure at that time, but they've kind of proven themselves. They can guard you. They don't play real fast. That might be well. That might be the recipe for playing against Murray State, but Murray State's a pretty good team, um, and I like their scoring better. I like their guards better. Um, I think San Francisco has a little bit of advantage with the bigs, um, but I'm going to take the Racers here. I think the Racers are actually going to be that team um, that we get to see kind of shock the world here. So, the, the San Francisco. I think whoever wins this game actually could be that team, but I think it's going to be Murray State. Yeah, three stud players, Williams, Brown, and I think Hill on the team. K.J. Williams, player of the year in the conference. I think they're on a 20-game 20, 20 win streak. They beat Memphis in December. This is a good team. I, this is the only one I've taken so far, boys. I jumped on last night and did money line Murray State and got it at even money. So that's the only one I've played so far. But I love Murray State in this. I, I like the San Francisco team too, but Murray State I think is really talented. I think they win this game. All right, last game of Thursday, uh, 9.50 tip, TBS. The 13 seed Akron Zips versus number four seed UCLA Bruins over under 128.5. UCLA is laying 14. I immediately grabbed this last night when I saw it. If you're giving me Akron 15 points against a UCLA team that likes to play slow and methodical, and Akron is really good defensively, I'll take those 15. I will also kind of look the under here. I think it's a little too low. I think UCLA will, will win by around the 10-ish mark, which kind of excuses shoes that number. Give me UCLA, but, man, take Akron with the points. 
yeah, I mean, Akron's really come on. Um, Kent State was playing really good in the MAC, and then Akron also was kind of just hanging underneath them. Um, really good defensive team. Um, like I said, they're kind of a little limited on offense, though, where they kind of need someone to be wide open to get a shot. They really don't have a, you know, since Harry Carey, the Duquesne transfer, is really the only guy who kind of creates something. Um, UCLA's defense should swallow that up. Um, but I do like the low scoring here. I do see UCLA probably pulling away, so I don't think I would play the under total. But both teams really slow in tempo, so uh, I can see this being a pretty low number. I can see Akron putting up a really low number in this game. Yeah, Matt, I think great job by you jumping on it last night at 15 and a half. It's right now it's 13 and a half. So great job on that. Again, higher total, low over under there. I I love UCLA. I do like this team. Akron, again, not a bad team. We've been talking about the Mac. I've been talking about the Mac. I loved a lot of teams in that uh, conference. Probably a no play. What I'd probably do here, again, this would be a, maybe a good teaser spot here. I might, this might be a spot for me doing Vermont and, and Akron here late night here on a Thursday with some teasers. But um, I would look maybe team points and maybe take a chance on the under, maybe for Akron in this, if that would be my advice. I have no clue what it is, but um, that would be my advice on this. But probably, I kind of like in a teaser play Akron, but UCLA wins the game. Move them on. All right, let's chug it along right on the Friday. Uh, 12-15 tip, first game of the day, we get a doozy. We get Loyola Chicago, the 10 seed, versus Ohio State, the 7 seed, over under 132.5. This is a pick on CBS. It's been up to one each way. It's, it's a roller coaster right now. This game is in Pittsburgh. People think it's going to be a huge Ohio State crowd here. I actually think whoever's not in on the Ohio State bandwagon out of pure hatred is going to root for Loyola Chicago and make this kind of an, <laughs> make this kind of an even crowd. And I don't see an advantage there. I actually think the Ramblers and Sister Jean are going to pull it out. I mean, Ohio State's struggling. They're playing very bad right now. I just don't like their pedigree. I love their stud player, but give me Loyola Chicago. This team's tested, and I think they're going to do it again. Yeah, it's funny. Like, we were out about six weeks ago. I really thought Ohio State was going to be the team in the, the Big Ten that kind of came on because they had the studs. They had the Brandon Liddell. They had the two guys that can score, which, you know, you know, everyone seems to be struggling with the scoring part of the, the game this year and playing defense. Ohio State can't play, play defense for a lick. And if you look at when they match up against good defenses, they have not done well this year. And Loyola plays really good defense. They have the whole time since they've been good. Um, I agree with you that it will be a large contingent of Ohio State fans and it will be the rest of the arena rooting against Ohio State because they are Ohio State fans. I'll tell you what, it is the, I don't know if we've talked about it yet, but Arkansas and uh, – or just not Arkansas, Illinois Chattanooga is going to be the same way for another reason. But, yeah, give me Loyola. Um, I like this early. I think there was the line's been minus two at times. Um, Ohio State could win this game easily. They have enough talent. They have not put it together. They can't guard. Um, and I don't know why. I think they have a good enough athletes. But uh, kind of a disappointing team the way they finished the year here. This is one in my bracket that I think I skipped and then had was even doing the next round and was like, oh man, I didn't pick one in this in this game. So I I mean you guys covered it. I, it's Ohio State's a head scratcher. They have a lot of talent. You know, can they can they put it together here? I, I think Loyola is a really good team, has not really dropped off with the coaching change this year. 
I took Ohio State. Would I play this game? No, I won't be playing this game. I'll watch it. I'll enjoy it. See what happens. I do have Ohio State, though, winning the game in my bracket. All right, 12-40 game. Uh, True TV, number 15, Jacksonville State, I believe, uh, versus the number two seed, Auburn. We have an over-under 138.5, and the line is minus 15.5 to Auburn. I love the Tigers. I've been on them all year, but they are in bad form. I'm hoping this is a get-right game. They work out some kinks. The guards get their feet under them, get the arena. Like They just need to sync up. They're playing bad. They probably have the best player in the country in Jabari Smith. They have the best shop blocker in Walker Kessler. There's something wrong. Bruce Pearl's not the greatest X's and O's coach. He's a great motivator. Uh, Jacksonville State's actually excellent. I'm not going to play this. I just want my Auburn Tigers to get it right. Yeah, this is a really good game to see where Auburn's going to be at because on the road, they've not been good. Um, great front court, guards are questionable. That is not a good recipe for March. Um, you got to have the guards to play. The point guard can't hit shots. He just doesn't always hit shots. Um, yeah, I think they're going to sweat in this one. Uh, Jacksonville State, what you call it? I think they were the what, the best team in that league for the full year. Got the nice little help from Bellarmine to get in uh, to the tournament. You know, I obviously I think they're overmatched in this one, but I think that they'll be they'll be feisty. Um, they can play defense well enough, I think, to stick around um, as long as Auburn just doesn't run out and just destroy them. Um, you know, if they can handle the length inside, though, they should be okay. And they're a team that likes to shoot the three pointer, so I think that makes them a dangerous thing here. They have a lot of the components you like in a Cinderella. They play slow, they shoot threes, and they play good defense. So I'll take them here at the points. Yeah, Jason, you you stole my info there, buddy. Great shooting team. You know, what what usually happens in this is these upsets are these teams catch a fire from three-point land. Well, look at the teams that can shoot. You know, uh, South Dakota State's a very good team. We're going to talk about Colgate here in a little bit. This Jacksonville State team is right there, too. They like to slow it down. Will they struggle down low in this game? Absolutely. Can they hit some shots in this? I think they can. Auburn has not played well either i have auburn advancing i think this game's tight i would take the points and take jacksonville state in this game all right friday 145 tip tnt the 14 state montana state bobcats here's a here's a team to watch out for people get on board we all like the little little guy versus number three texas tech over under 132 and a half texas tech is laying 15 I, I haven't touched this yet. I really do like Texas Tech. I think they're just a solid team. Uh, they're a senior-laden team, an older team. Great coach. Uh, Montana State, nobody knows anything about them. You're going to have to dig in. I'm going to let these other two guys handle it because they got some info. No play for me as of now. Yeah, I, you know what? I, I understand people like the Montana State Bobcats. Nice story. I don't think they've been to tournaments since, what, the 90s? So it's been a while, um, probably as long since Penn State's been there. Um, I just Texas, Texas is a really solid basketball team. I don't see them struggling with this early. Um, you know, they struggle for points at times. I don't see anything with Montana's defense that's really going to give them a big issue. So, um, you know, the line is, I think it's around what, 16? Um, that seems about right. I, I, I don't have a play here, but I think Texas Tech will probably not be challenged. Here. Just listen to some shows. A lot of people like Montana State. You know, Texas Tech, very talented team. I like them a lot. I have them, you know, they're going to advance in the bracket here. 
I don't know a ton about Montana State. I, you know, they they played well all year. This this one, you know, again, it's a lot of points. Could you look maybe if you like the dog action here first half, or maybe just take them? This is probably a no play for me. I would just advance Texas Tech in my bracket. All right, Friday, 2 p.m., TBS, 14 seed Yale Bulldogs versus number three seed Purdue Boilermakers over under 143, and Purdue is laying 15 and a half. This is in Milwaukee. Purdue should get a decent crowd. Yale, I mean, they're actually a very solid team. They were probably the second best team in the Ivy behind Princeton, but they got the job done. They shoot the ball well. They can score. I actually think this might go over the total. I might look over 143. I don't think they'll challenge Purdue. It's going to be close around the 15, but if I were to lay it, I would probably lay Purdue minus the 15 and a half. Yeah, Purdue's what, most efficient offense in uh, basketball. Yale plays decent defense, but not good enough. Like, they're not that kind of team that's really going to, like, you know, like North Texas was last year where we have really good athletes at all five positions, and you're just a better, you know, Purdue – as good as they've been as a basketball team, it's the one flaw they usually have is that they usually have a couple of positions where they got grinders instead of athletes. Um, I don't think this will be an issue for them. I wasn't real impressed with Yale uh, in the Ivy League final. I really thought Princeton kind of blew that game um, just by not really running Princeton offense. Um, so I, I like Purdue here. I think that, you know, they got through the Big Ten tournament. They got pushed a little bit, but they kind of responded in all those cases. And I think the size and size is way too much for Yale. I think the size is the big key in this. You know, I had Princeton on uh, Sunday and, you know, again, Yale, I think Princeton overall is the better team, but Yale played better that day and they're not a bad team, but I think the size is going to be way too much. I think Matt said a great thing. I'd look maybe at the over in this, you know, I played a couple of times this year for teams that team points over against Purdue. Cause I don't know if their defense is that great either. Could, could Yale throw some points on here a little bit and add that up and then Purdue, you know, Purdue can score at times. So I would probably look the best play in this. I like the over in this at 143. I would probably take Purdue minus the 15 and a half, but um, I don't know if I'll play it, but advance Purdue and uh, maybe look at those two um, if you want to play this game. All right. Friday, 245 tip on CBS, the 15 seed fighting Joe Flacco's coming to Pittsburgh, the Delaware Blue Hens. Versus the number two seed, Villanova Wildcats, over under 133 and a half. Villanova land 15 and a half. I actually think people here might actually boo Delaware just because of Joe Flacco when they come here. I think Villanova is a safe play. I believe I saw the stat Jay Wright. Villanova is 15-4 against the spread. I think they've. I, I, this is probably a no play for me, but if you're looking at the number, take Villanova. You might sweat it out, but go with the Wildcats. Yeah, you know what? It's I don't know. It's right about the right line from what I'm seeing, uh, just from the numbers here. Um, Delaware was what I think the middle of the Colonial wasn't even the best team or the top like four teams there. Um, so yeah, this I think this is a good matchup for Villanova. They seem to be playing pretty well. Uh, I think the only thing if you're going to take points here is that you know Villanova really they played a really really slow pace. It was at 345th at 366. So. You know, it's kind of like Virginia was back in the day. They kind of let teams hang around just because they play so slow that there's never enough possessions to get that much space. So uh, I can see Delaware with the points here in a game that Villanova controls the whole time. Like Villanova a lot. 
for this for the bracket here this year. But again, just what we said a couple minutes ago, it opened 134. It's at 133 and a half, low, very low total. And then you have a team minus 15 and a half. I, I think this is a great, if, I love this in a teaser. I think I'd take Delaware up in a teaser and take a chance with Delaware in this. Um, I wouldn't touch it anywhere else. Probably Delaware. I'd probably lean Delaware. I think Villanova wins move them on in your bracket. But again, very low total. I'm just a firm believer in that. Um, I, I would go, go, go Flacco, go Flacco and the boys here and that, uh, but go Villanova and go far in the tournament, please. All right. Friday, three ten tip on true TV, number 10, Miami, Florida, the hurricanes face off against number seven seed USC over under one thirty nine and a half. And USC is laying a point and a half. Our boys, we're all going to differ here. We know that. I am not a Miami fan. I think they're frauds coming from the ACC. Not sure they didn't even deserve to get a 10 seed. I could have saw them in a playing game. USC is in bad form, though. I think this is an ugly game. I have a caveat, though. I actually think USC is going to win the game, hopefully for my bracket purposes. But their foul shooting is bad. And if it comes down to foul shooting at the end, look out. They could, they could get knocked off in the 10 seed. But as of now, I'd lean USC to cover the point and a half. Yeah, no, I, I agree. This is a this is a cool, complete coin flip game. Who shows up, right? Uh, Miami has a better backcourt, but USC is just so big. And at times, they've shown flashes that they can play. Uh, yeah, I, I, I'm a little torn on this one. It, I mean, it's kind of like they're middle of pack two on tempo. There's no real, like, clear distinction of – anything really in this game i would think miami's defense could be a problem i don't know how well they match up with mobley and like i said the length of usc who you know if they play offense that day i think they actually win by double digits um probably a no play for me i'm, I'm probably leaning a little toward miami because of the guards but i could see usc also blowing them out well i know this will be an interesting game same with q in the south point casino in vegas because he loves miami in this game I'm with Matt. I'm not, and I'm not the biggest USC fan or think they're the greatest team walking here. I said it simple today. I think they have okay guards. They have the big guy underneath. I gave you guys a stat somebody put out today that Andy Enfeld has been just fantastic coaching in the NCAA tournament. I think it's a close game. I'm just not sold on Miami. I think it's a better conference, Pac-12. I'm just not high on the ACC. Now, the next game, I am going to be high on the ACC. But give me USC. All right. Friday, 4.30 on TBS. The 11th seed Virginia Tech Hokies coming in hot. ACC tourney winners face the 6th seed Texas Longhorns and Chris Beard not coming in hot. Over under 123 and a half. They got worked in their conference tournament. They are laying one, though. So Texas minus one. All right. Uh I am going to ride the hot team here, and I'm simply the hot hand. I think Virginia Tech keeps rolling maybe one, maybe two games. They are eight and two in their last 10, I believe, on a neutral court. Miami five and or Texas five and five. Texas does not shoot the three ball well, 32%. I just don't think they have enough scoring. I think this is going to be an, another ugly game, maybe a 65, 60 type game. But I think Virginia Tech wins on their hot hand. Texas just can't score enough. Oh, this is yeah, that's another coin flip game. I, 
I kind of like Texas just because I don't know if Watek has seen a defense like Texas is or any like the Big 12 play, right? Because um, the ACC, I agree. I think it's a fraud. But I think, you know, we'll see with that Miami game, really the measuring stick, because uh, Pac-12 is not really highly considered, but I can see them also destroying Miami. Um, yeah, Vatek, I don't think they're in if they don't make that run, if they don't get the AQ uh, with winning the tournament. Uh, they play super slow, but so does Texas. That's not really going to phase them. Um, you know, I just – I really – I like Texas here. I hope they can score enough points. Vatek defense is decent, but it's not great. Texas defense is actually really good. And the one thing they do a lot is foul. And Vatek is one of the worst teams at drawing fouls on offense. That's really not going to be an issue for them. Yeah, give me the Longhorns. Uh, I don't feel great about it, but I, I do think they're the more complete team of the two. Yeah, I'm not, I just said I'm not high on the ACC, but I do like this Virginia Tech. I had a money line the other night against Duke. Love how they shoot the three. The one guy was just on fire. I think he started six six for six. Love the point guard, the transfer uh, that came in there. Really controls the ball well. I like their size underneath. I think this, you know, you, you know, as we're going through these games, just looking at the over-unders, man. It, and if you like overs, there's some low totals in this. It seems like every game we're going through, I'm like, wow, this one is at 123 and a half. I mean, two, I mean, Jason said good defense by Texas, but man, that I think that's low. I think I'd play the over in that too. I, you know, Texas open minus four down to minus one and a half. I like Virginia Tech. I like Virginia Tech money line again. I'm going to take a chance. I think it's going to be a really close game. I have them in my bracket moving on, but I would take Virginia Tech, but maybe look at the over at 123 and a half. All right, three quick stats on that game, just because I'm a Texas basher. Three-point field goal percentage, 32.3%. Field goal percentage, 44.2%. 162 in the country, 255 in the country. Vatek hits 39.3% from threes, fourth in the country. They're going to get it done. Moving on. All right, uh, another uh, – all right, my lights are flashing. We got upset alert time. Finally, a couple seven, – seven games remaining. 13 seed Chattanooga goes to face number four seed Illinois in Pittsburgh. Here comes the underdog crowd. They're going to get on Chattanooga over under 135-and-a-half. Illinois is laying seven-and-a-half. Give me Chattanooga. And – their big guy inside a transfer should be able to neutralize Coffee Coburn. I just think this is the this is the upset. This is the one we all want to see. We're all going to cheer. Beers might fly in the air. Some confetti. Give me give me Chattanooga. That's it. I'm not going to throw any stats out. Well, I mean, I think Chattanooga plays decent defense. Like you said, they have the big guy that transferred from Kansas to Souza to kind of battle Coburn, which most teams don't have even a body comparable to his to even throw at him. Uh, obviously, he's got to stay out of foul trouble, which is something that he's not – he struggled with his whole career. But, yeah, I Illinois is funny because if you look on paper, they're the best Big Ten team. But if you watch them with your eyes, they do not look like the best Big Ten team. Um, it just – I like Chattanooga. Uh, I think they're the most athletic team coming out of the Ohio Valley. Um, it's a conference that's pretty notorious for actually throwing up upsets. Um, yeah, I Pittsburgh is notorious for backing teams that are like this that will turn on a higher seed or a lower seed just to kind of have fun with it. And uh, I do think Chattanooga will have a slight home court advantage. I think the city will embrace them. Uh, I'll take with the points. I don't know if they'll pull off the upset, but I will put a small little piece on the money line just in case they do. 
Yeah, I think the line's hard in this. I, you know, a lot of people like Chattanooga. You got the big guy underneath. I kind of like Illinois a little bit. I, I like them this year. I have them moving in my bracket. Now, will I touch the minus seven and a half? I'm not sure. I think to me, this is a great teaser spot. I take, I take them down. Now, they do have some pink eye issues. I don't know if you guys saw that. They have a bunch of guys in pink eye right now. Now, again, pink eye, you get on some medication in a day and it, you, it starts improving. But I know they said one of the guys, I think Frazier had it during uh, the Big Ten uh, tournament. And then um, now the head coach has it. And I mean, I don't know what's going on in that locker room, what they're doing. They pillow fights? I don't know what they're doing. <laughs> A lot of bad issues. I'm just saying. Just I read a bad episode of South Park. Basically, I don't know. You know, somebody trying to be a funny person and uh, (laughs) doing something. I don't know, but a lot of pink eye. But they should be okay by uh, by game time here with some medic. Get some medication. Get some medication on that team. But I, 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 my thing is, I like I like Illinois with the teaser. I don't know if I touch it. Yeah, I agree with you. I think the crowd will be. This will be, I think, an interesting game uh, to see what happens here. But I like Illinois. Move them in my bracket and more or less a teaser play for me. All right. Bumping on Friday, 710 tip CVS. Cal State Fullerton, champs of their conference, go against the number two seed Duke Blue Devils down in Greenville, South Carolina. Going to be a home game for the Dukies. Get behind the Coach K train over under 146 and a half. Duke's laying 18 and a half. No play for me, even though Fullerton's coming in in real good shape. Duke's kind of not put it all together yet. I don't think this will sweat, though. I, no play for me right now, but I would lean Duke. Yeah, it's, it's hard to get behind Fullerton because that league was really bad this year, um, the Big West. It's just, um, you know, the bottom of that league was probably, like, Division Two quality at times. So, uh yeah, I don't see them putting up much of a fight here with the Dukies. It's probably a good game for them to get right. And also, I think it's the kind of team that they're, they're kind of good at beating up little guys um, this year as opposed to facing off against the good teams or the ones that will test them. Um, yeah, I I hate that. I hate it, like playing Duke, but I do think they'll cover the points here. I think they'll come out and look good. The thing about Duke is they better tighten up the defense here. They can't stop anybody right now. So where I would look in this game is I'd probably look at the over because I think Duke will throw a ton of points on. Can Fullerton throw some points on there too? I think the over is the best play here. I'm probably not going to touch the the minus 19. Duke's going to advance. We know that. I would look at the over in this. I think Duke just has not been playing any defense lately. If Fullerton can get it going a little bit and score some points, then I think you're in really good shape for the over. All right, Friday, 7.20 on TBS. Number 11 seed Iowa State Cyclones face the number six seed LSU Tigers up in Milwaukee. Over under 127.5, and LSU is laying four. I actually think this is the most uninteresting game on the whole slate. Even over a one versus 16, Iowa State is boring. LSU now has controversy with no head coach. Will Wade got uh, fired, basically, for some allegations. I don't know what to make of this. I'm not going to touch it. I know one thing. I, I'm going to advance Iowa State in my bracket just because I like the 11 over the 6. It's There's nothing to it. I don't like the matchup. I don't like the points. I'd actually lean probably the over or under. I'd go the under, 127.5. Give me the under. Yeah, no, I definitely think it's an under game. Um, 
both these teams are really good defensively, um, and it can be really, really, really bad offensively at times. LSU's probably a little better offensively. Um, but I think we looked it up in the Ken Palm, and when they face teams as good on defense as Iowa State is, they've been really bad this year. So um, and there's a number of them in the SEC, and that's why LSU is in the sixth seed instead of something better. Uh, it's a decently talented bunch if they can believe the assistant coach, but you got to believe that these guys are already looking for the portal um, to go get themselves to the next place, especially the, the big guy who might be going to the NBA. Um, yeah, I like Iowa State here. They started off hot this year. I think it's a good coach. Just don't think they're all that talented. I think that they'll just kind of want it a little more uh, in this one. Uh, so I'll take them with the four, which should be a close game, which should be, like you said, this this will give a run for Creighton-San Diego State over what's the bigger rock fight. I have Iowa State in my bracket. Uh, you know, I think the coaching change is a big deal. I And like Jason said, I think they're now going – you know, could they rally around? I guess they could. I, I just, I don't know. I mean, I agree. This, this is an ugly game. When I saw this matchup, I was kind of the same thing. Like, wow, this is a really bad game. I like Iowa State. I take Iowa State plus the points. I kind of lean a little bit on, I think it's a low, a little lower. And now Iowa State, both these teams, yeah, especially Iowa State can go not score a lot. I, I think the over though, I kind of like the over uh, in this game. Not by much, not by much, but I would take the over. So I'm right, looking at this finish. now, and LSU is 304th in turnover rate on offense. L Iowa State is 300th in turnover rate on offense. On defense, LSU is second in turnovers forced. Iowa State is sixth in turnovers forced. So this is going to be just like <laughs> ugly as all. Get out. <laughs> oh, Over boy, under man. 32 turnovers. <laughs> All right, Friday, 9.20 p.m. on TNT. Then 12-seed UAB Blazers coming in smoking versus the five-seed Houston Cougars also coming in smoking. This is a hot hot matchup. This is the fire fire icon here. Over under 136, Houston's laying eight and a half. Here's my other upset. I, I'm going UAB with my man Jelly. And when you got the name Jelly, it's all jam, baby. Give me the Blazers. <laughs> upset money line take them with the points eight and a half all around jelly baby <laughs> i i want that on a t-shirt we're gonna get that on our next branding run there uh i love the over in this game uh houston there's no problem playing fast if you want to play fast um that's a really good houston team if they had those two players who are out right now man they would be something because their depth is like kicking people's butts like um yeah, uh, I, you know, if UAB was against somebody else, I really would like UAB because I do think that they kind of profile a lot like Oral Roberts last year. Uh, they've got the point guard who can play, really good player. He's always got the ball in his hands, but I think Houston's just too good. I don't think this is where they're going to get tripped up. So uh, I'm going against them, even though I really wish I could pick the 12 here. Yeah, Mr. Walker, 20. Let me in, Mr. Walker. 28 points a game. Love it. I'm with Matt. I have UAB in the bracket. I, and I agree with Jason. I Losing two guys and you're still playing extremely well. I mean, kudos to them. I And I like the over, you know. Like the over. 141 and a half, and now it's down to 135. I can't believe some of these, how they, they open and how they've dropped. It's amazing going through. When we're talking about these games and looking at them, just how much some of these games have dropped down. I like the over two in this. I like UAB, and but I really, I really like that over two. 
All right, last three of the slate, Friday, 9.40 p.m. on CBS. Number 10, Davidson, the Wildcats versus seven seed Michigan State Sparties and Tom Izzo over under 140 and a half. And Michigan State is laying one right now. This is down in Greenville. Davidson might get a decent crowd down there. Smarty does travel well. Davidson's coming in in really good form, and Michigan State not so much. But you have the Izzo factor, and is this the kind of spot where he gets them all regrouped refocus, go out there. You're actually being picked bet against right now. Go out and prove it to him. I actually still think Davidson somehow gets this done. I think Sparty's going to make an early exit here. Yeah, this is a tough one. I, you know, I got to think Izzo really wants to play Coach K um, in the second round. I don't know if he's got the guys to do it. Um, I think Michigan State's getting hated on a little too much. I think they're actually a pretty solid team. And you watch them play against some of the bigger teams, better teams in the Big Ten this year. It all depends on their point guards being healthy because they run so much stuff through the point guard, um, the sets they run. Um, but this is like a really good shooting Michigan State team, which is something usually you don't say that often. They don't defend quite as well, but they don't, they're not bad on defense either. They even should shoot the ball really well. As many was talking about that earlier, when you're picking an upset, this is really much of an upset. But good shooting teams tend to do well in the tournament. Um, I'm going to take Sparty here. I think they play just a little bit better defense. I think they're a little too physical for Davidson, but if they call the game tight. Davidson will definitely win this. Um, I'm going to go with Sparty. I think they're going to get enough points. I think they really want that second round matchup with Duke um, to get the Izzo versus Coach K one last time. Yeah, I think that's better for TV. I, I mean, I you know, I'm going to be a conspiracy theorist here. Could they get some calls late in this to try to get that matchup? I think so. I have Davidson in my bracket, though. I kind of like them. I think it's a coin flip. I mean, this could have went, like Jason, I think, made great points there. Um, Michigan State's not bad. I do like the Davidson team overall. I think they have some really good players there. So I'm, I would take a chance. I don't know if I'll touch this game, but I would, I would take Davidson. And I do have Davidson in my bracket. All right, last Upset alert special coming at you Friday night, 9.50 p.m. You can party it up. Colgate, the 14th seed, face the number three Wisconsin Badgers. This is in Milwaukee, though. So this is going to be a huge Wisconsin crowd. Over under 139.5, Wisconsin's land, 7.5. I personally am not going to touch this. I'm scared of this game. I'm just going to advance Wisconsin in my bracket and hope that it comes true. I know there's a lot of people. Colgate people are sneaking into the crowd here. Smitty, J. Cam, what do you got? I mean, I want to pick a 14 over a three. <laughs> I, I don't know if Colgate's it. I understand why people like them. Um, you know, they've got some wins on their belt. They beat Syracuse, I think, pretty handily this year, right? It'd be my 20, I think, when they played, but we don't really know what, what that means at this point. Um, you know, Wisconsin doesn't look all that intimidating if Johnny Davis isn't 100%. Now, I do think that's a little bit of a knock. I think Davison's still a good player. Uh, Wall underneath is actually a pretty good player, too. And they're just, like, solid, right? Wisconsin's not that kind of flaky team that's not going to show up like maybe Illinois won't. Um, I, I, I think they can grind it here. I think Colgate maybe covers uh, because of the shooting. They're going to get some open looks because, you know, Wisconsin likes to pound, pack the paint. They don't defend the three-point arc as you know, as much as some other teams, though, they still do a pretty good job of that. Um, I'll take Colgate with the points just because it is, it, they kind of fit the profile of an upset team, but I'm not really sold on it. I think Wisconsin's still a little too good uh, to get shocked here, especially in Wisconsin with a clearly going to be a hugely um, active and vocal Wisconsin crowd. 
And you saw how much of a crowd can have an effect. Purdue definitely got to help against Penn State in the Big Ten tournament by playing in front of a home crowd because they came out flat and it, basically their fans wouldn't let them lose. So I think Wisconsin's fans could do that here. Yeah, last week's guest, uh, Tim Murray, last night on VEASAN really likes this is one of his favorite plays. And, you know, and I, and I think if you look at it, they've won 15 in a row. They haven't lost since in January, end of January. And then you look sometimes at these teams and they just go very, they're starting five and guys that play key minutes and do most of their scoring. They're, they're older, they're seniors. You know, I'm looking at their top five scorers. Three of them are seniors, two are juniors. And they're another team that shoots, I think they're second best in the nation. I think they shoot 40% from three-point land. Does it fit the profile? I think it does. I think this is not a bad one. Davis is the big question mark. Is he fully healthy? I think the crowd, I think Wisconsin will win this game. I think this game could be somewhat close. I would be more leaning in again, maybe a first half or maybe a teaser spot for Colgate. It's a pretty big Colgate team. So it, that's something they won't get beat up on the boards too bad. They've got a 6'10 guy starting. They've got a 6'11 guy contributes a lot. Um, I think they even have a 6'9 guy off the bench. You don't usually see that from the Patriot League. So that's a big squad coming from that uh, conference. Good stuff. All right, last game of the night. 9.57 p.m. True TV. Number nine TCU versus number eight Seton Hall out of the Big East. This is out, out in San Diego. Shouldn't be a hometown crowd for either team. Over under 130. And Seton Hall is laying minus one. I'm going to ride Jamie Dixon and his coaching. I think he's an excellent coach, kind of gets the shaft. Done a great job with this TCU team, has them playing very well. They're good on the defensive side. They go to 65 a game. They're, they have trouble scoring. What I like is they went five and six against the top 25. I think that battle-tested mentality will sneak them by a softer Big East team. Give me, give me TCU money line on this one. Yeah, I agree. I've been picking conferences here. I think the Big 12 is a better league than the Big East this year. So I will take um, these two team pro teams profile almost exactly alike. I think Jamie Dixon is doing a nice job at TCU, a school that people don't think you can actually win at. Um, so I will take them just because of that. I think they'll just, but this game's going to be close. I'm actually looking at the total 129 and a half. It's like way I would actually lean a little under in this game. These are two good defensive teams. Seton Hall plays a little faster, but um, TCU will, will get this grinding. Basically, Jamie Dixon is going to think he's back in the Big East and love it. And uh, you'll see a classic Big East battle here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, with T I'm on TCU. I think TCU is, I think, a little better team. And I think Jason said it, the better conference too. So I'm going to take TCU. Um, I would take that money line and I have them advancing. Okay, so to wrap up the show after we went through all the games, I'll give you guys a second. I'll go first. Let's give our biggest surprise of the tournament, uh, tournament who might go the furthest that nobody's expecting. Not so much an underdog in the first round, but somebody you think that's going to go far. We'll give our final four and our winner. I'll start. So I do have a caveat, a little – oh, go ahead, J.K., what's up? We missed two games. What did we miss? We missed St. Mary's versus the winner of Wyoming and Indiana, and we missed Alabama uh, versus. No, we did. Well, that's because we don't know who they're playing, and that's why yeah. I was going to give my caveat. So, okay, we'll just we can do we what we can do, folks, is we will give you a live show from Vegas. Smitty Ooh. and us will jump on, and maybe we'll uh, do a little uh, quick <laughs> thing out there. 
I kind of so, forgot. And St. Mary's is one of my favorite. I kind of like St. Mary's. <laughs> well, that's why, I, that's, that's why I did it. So my surprise team is actually St. Mary's. I actually think if they can play Wyoming, especially first out of the gate, I think they're going to advance. Then I think they're going to upset UCLA. And I think they are the first team to knock out a one seed and beat the Baylor Bears and get to an 88. That's my shocker of the tournament wow. so far. My final four, it's chalky, and I'm not a huge fan. I just think Gonzaga is too good to lose. Arkansas, I think, may give them a scare. I have number two, Kentucky, coming out of the East region. I have Arizona in what I believe is probably a chalk fest up there in the top seed out in the south coming out. And the, the, the bracket that's giving me the most trouble is the Midwest. I'm not sure why I was so hot. Kansas is solid. I love Auburn. I actually love Wisconsin, but I have Kansas advancing. So my final four is Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, Kansas. And in my national title game, I have Kentucky beating the Arizona Wildcats. Wildcats on Wildcats. Number two, Kentucky to take it all this year. That's pretty good. So will we have to give our final fours here? Sure. All right. So I... I've not gotten that far. Smitty, do you have your final fours? Yeah, you know, I Matt Matt wanted like Thank a you. big upset, but I'm I'm kind of chalk here. Um, I don't really have anybody um that's really kind of crazy going really far in this. Um, you know, I'm a little different. I do like the St. Mary's team, I've been saying about it, but I like UCLA coming out of that. But I have in my final four, I'm 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 right with Matt. I have the same final four. I have the Zags out of the West. I have Kentucky out of the East. I have Arizona in the South and I have Kansas coming out of the Midwest. Now I'm a little different. I have Kentucky like Matt in the finals, but I have Kansas beating Arizona. And then I have Kentucky playing Kansas in the national championship. And I have Kentucky winning the national championship. So I'm looking. All right, Jay Cam, I know you, you threw a jab in there of somebody's going to shock the world. So let's hear it. Shock the world where? <laughs> Wasn't well, it the Murray State Racers, I believe? Well, so I went and I did a little thing here. So maybe instead of so I really don't have my final four prepared. So I, I did a little went to the lab yesterday and took a look at the last 10 final fours to see if there's some kind of pattern that makes sense. And basically what I found is with the exception of like three teams, all the final four teams have the same criteria in that they're top 40 in Ken Palm. They're top 50 in defense efficiency on Ken Palm and top 60 on offense in, in Ken Palm. So that basically you need to be those three things to get to the final four. So that eliminated the field down to 21 teams, 20 of which actually made the tournament. Oklahoma actually made the final four equivalent uh, equivalency, even though they didn't qualify for the tournament, which probably is a chip. So the biggest thing is here's a list, Gonzaga, Kentucky, Arizona, Kansas, Duke, Villanova, Baylor, Houston, UCLA, and then here's where you get the more interesting teams: UCLA, Connecticut, Illinois, Auburn, Texas, Murray State, Tennessee, Arkansas, Loyola, Chicago, Memphis, San Francisco, and Wisconsin. So you actually got some long shots there at the end. So if you want to take a flyer on a Final Four, Loyola, Memphis, 
and Murray State, you actually have some support for actually making those picks. So you can actually take a flyer there. I think Murray State would be the team that I would put a little piece of money on to make a Final Four to be that team that kind of surprises everyone. If you look back to that same time frame, a five seed or higher has made the Final Four with the exception of one year. And a seven seed or higher has made the final four with the exception of two years. One of the years the five seed made it is the lowest or highest seed. So basically, you got to have one surprise team if you really want to win your bracket. It's got to come out of one of these regions. I think Murray State could be that team. That's the, what I would I would look into. Uh, Loyola is playing well enough, too. I just don't think they're quite at that level this year. And Memphis, you know, if they can actually shock the world against Gonzaga, they have the talent to do it. I don't know if they have the coaching. I don't know if they have the discipline to get that far but they definitely have the uh, blue chips to get that far. So that would be my little thing to throw in here. That's that's my my 20 teams that could make the Final Four out of your whole bracket there. I love it. Yeah, I'm that's great info. Good info. I'm going to start calling you the Pittsburgh Bruin because we can't call you the Bear, but basically you and your lab <laughs> down there, you are, you are the Pittsburgh Bruin from now on. So it speaks well in Connecticut, which is the, this video I think likes that they're worth a final floor, a little, a little, put a little money on because they could get there. They actually meet all the criteria. I had trouble with that with the Arkansas game. And again, I wanted to take Vermont, but I think Arkansas is going to outclass them. And I was kind of leaning UConn, but then I did stick with uh, and I took Arkansas in my bracket. So we'll see. All right, boys, I got nothing else. Great job. Uh, we, Flew through that. We'll get this out to everybody ASAP. Check us out at Notebook Wagering. It's at Notebook JCam and at Smitty Bucks. I am at if you follow Matt. And again, tomorrow night we'll be on with Jick Jack Johnson on Twitter for his one more podcast. Have a great night. Shoot us up with some questions and we'll get back to you. Good luck. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.